Pulling Back the Curtain When I read or watch this play, I like to imagine myself as a 19th century European theater-goer, and not a modern American liberated woman. I think that helps me to experience it as Ibsen intended, and ultimately for me to feel the force of its theme. From that point of view, what I see when the curtain is drawn back on Act One is a stereotypically happy husband and wife. He, the doting and protective decision-maker and head of the family, and she, the amenable and good-natured attendant to trifling domestic affairs. But then, guided by Ibsen, I quickly begin to wonder whether there is more substance to the little skylark than at first it seems. My first impression of Nora is that she is every bit the little featherbrain that Torvald teasingly calls her. The very nature of her verbal expression is childlike, as she uses emotive expressions like poo, pleads with Torvald that they might be a wee bit reckless, just a tiny wee bit, and, when she is giddy with delight, giggles through the juvenile impulse to curse, well, I'm damned. She seems hopelessly naive to the ways of the world. She cannot see why she should care about some silly debt if she does not know the identity of the debtors. She is incredulous that there could ever be such thing as a loveless marriage. Christine patronizingly pats her on the head and says, It sometimes happens, Nora. If Torvald is bossy and condescending, Nora is cheerfully compliant. She submits to his rules regarding sweets, at least as long as he is looking. She answers to his diminutive nicknames, My Little Squirrel, and accepts his judgmental epithets, My Little Spendthrift. She is sweetly submissive to his authority, and if she ever tries to influence his decisions, it is only through coy flirtation and flattery. In her conversation with Christine, she resolves that she must be unselfish and think only of Christine's affairs. And not a moment later, she slips unconsciously back into the self-absorbed behavior of a heedless child. Insensitive to the news that Christine has been widowed and left with nothing, she begins boasting of her three lovely children, her accomplished husband, and the heaps and heaps of money they will soon make. But there are several moments that made me wonder whether, as she herself asserts, Nora, Nora, is not as silly as she seems. The first is subtle, but if I were directing this play, I would make sure it stood out. When Nora tells Torvald that she saves all the money she can, and he retorts, that's very true, all you can, but you can't save anything, we are told that she says, smiling quietly and happily, you haven't any idea how many expenses we skylarks and squirrels have, Torvald. It seems that little Nora has a secret, and it is one that makes her serenely proud. Indignant at Christine's characterization of her as knowing nothing of cares, she reveals the nature of that secret. She procured a loan, without her husband's knowledge, to spare him stress and save his life, and she has been dutifully paying it off ever since, by working till the wee hours and depriving herself of necessities. So, Does little Nora fit the description of the featherbrain spendthrift that has been assigned to her? At this point, it's difficult to say. On the one hand, we have now seen that there is more to her than buying presents and sneaking macaroons. 
she made a magnanimous gesture and took a great burden upon herself. But on the other hand, she is taken alone without the knowledge or consent of the husband who opposes debt in principle, and she seems naive to the potential consequences. The curtain that opens on the first act is only the first of the curtains, pulled back to reveal something behind what we see.